0: Welcome to this episode of Women's Masturbate, where we're going to be talking about getting women into nature. We've got two fantastic ladies with us today. We've got Carrie Lane. Um, she has a website called The Peace of the Wild, supporting people to feel more calm through nature. We also have Leanne's sister, Sarah Ricketts. She's a community growing gardener. And you can find her on Instagram at, at our hands in Soil and she shares tips and ideas on how to improve our well-being through growing food and foraging. So, and we obviously, of course, have Leanne as Hi. well. Hi. <laughs> and the first question is to Kerry. And can you just talk to us a little bit about your experience of nature?
1: Yeah, thank you. It's lovely to be here and joining you today. Um, I was incredibly lucky to grow up in a family who loved nature and so I spent a lot of my childhood out and about poking frogs and like messing around in the garden and being taken to see some wonderful things as well and um, being able to hold like birds when doing like scientific studies of them and things so being able to hold birds in the hand and amazing experiences like that so I started off I've always had that lovely connection to nature, but I kind of lost it a bit. Um, As I kind of went to university and went out to try and find a job, I was always interested in environmental things, but I think I kind of lost my deep connection to actually being in nature myself and using it as a resource Mm -hmm. Um, until about six years ago, where I really rediscovered it through the work of the Eight Shields and have. Since then, yeah, I've just been really deepening into it and learning the practices of deep nature connection and all of that that comes. And for me now, I mean, it's just such an amazing resource. Um, just like for learning about myself and just connecting to the world around me. Cause as far as like the way I see the world is like, we're all part of nature. The, na- everything is nature um, but for me like the western society the way we run it is quite dissonant with my experience of my own nature whereas connecting to other than human nature and being out in that feels much more in line and really helps me to come back to myself Mm. and and so that's I suppose that's part of the essence of my journey with nature is it's all it's about becoming my true nature and supporting other people to be their true nature through that connection to other than human nature and our own bodies um
2: mm. yeah that's so amazing
1: yeah yeah and it's it's so easy that's what I love because it's so because it's what we naturally want to do so you kind of when you know how to do it, or when you, you know some basic tools, you're kind of, your body, and you, you kind of just go for it. It just feels natural. You know, it's not something you have to learn. It's something we know inherently. And um, mm. you know, I went out for a walk this morning and I can feel myself, as soon as I go out the door, I can feel myself settle a little bit. And as soon as I got up onto the moor, like, and took a step off the kind of harder path and onto the grass, I just felt my whole body settle a bit and soften to the kind of softer world around even though it was spiky gorse (laughs) still felt a lot softer than being surrounded by the houses and yeah i just love working with that and with different beings and noticing how they affect me and and building ropes of connection with them and working in that way
0: oh amazing And um, Sarah what about you
3: what's your experience of nature? Um, So well we grew up sort of on the outskirts of, of London and we did as children a lot of kind of you know we went to Wales a lot and walked up into the mountains and as a family we went out and got out into nature a lot but we didn't I didn't I think at that time, really, well, I think kind of as you're, when you're a child, you kind of, you you naturally kind of have that nature connection and kind of like go into, into quite a kind of, you know, little trance state when you're a child, just kind of like staring at leaf and kind of getting into that connection. But it was only really when I went to um, London, I started studying landscape architecture and working as a gardener. Um, that I really I felt like I started to kind of see things in more detail which for me really helped me deepen a sense of connection to nature. You would think that kind of living in London it would be more of a difficult place to I don't know get that kind of nature connection but as you know Kerry has said we are nature and everything is nature and for me nature connection is really like realising how we are connected interconnected to all things and everything on the planet and so when i started studying i started looking at things in much more detail so looking at and i suddenly realized walking around you know seeing things in in gardens and parks kind of how diverse nature is by through learning plants what they are You, you when you you know walking in a park it can be quite easy to think that it's all just a mass of green. Whereas when you start looking in detail, you see that, you see how, you know, everything has a different texture, different plants have different textures and shapes, and they are individuals in nature, just as we are, but are deeply connected to everything around them.
0: So mm, the the thing that the thing that I found so amazing about you, Sarah, is when you came into my garden, and you just pointed out these things that I thought were weeds, and 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 you could tell me like the the maybe medicinal properties, or like the other day when you were here and you said, oh yeah, you know that's a slow that's where. Do you get many sloes on there? It's like, well, there's berries on there. I didn't realize there were sloes, and it's just. I now look at my garden in a completely different way. No, oh, that's great.
3: That's lovely to hear, Amazing. Sarah. Yeah, because it's been quite, it feels like a very, I mean, it's a constant journey for me, really, continuously kind of deepening that connection. You know, I, so in the last sort of eight years, I've been working as a community gardener, grower, supporting groups in kind of setting up growing spaces. And it's a big thing for me around yeah that help you know kind of supporting people because i feel like that connect connection to to nature is is really important and for me like gardening and growing is one of the ways like one of the tools that we can connect to our nature because through supporting plants to grow and kind of nourishing and um you know garden we see that the interconnection of everything you know we see that you know our bees are really important for pollinating our plants um so you know that we can get fruit to eat and we see that our waste can be used to create compost that feeds the soil which feeds the plant um and all of those things for me help me feel connected because i say we are nature and i think when we don't feel connected to nature it's partly because we don't see how interconnected we are to everything on the planet, um, and so for me, that's mm. you know a tool for um, connecting to nature, and and for you know for, foraging as well is is another tool for me because it's something that I can do with Frida, just kind of going out for a walk, and and I think because we've you know we've evolved to do these things, so. We've evolved to forage. And so I find that when I go and I'm kind of keeping an eye out for, for a specific plant, I go into kind of peripheral vision to kind of keep an eye out. And that sort of relaxes me and helps, you know, is a tool for feeling connected to nature and the landscape. And, and also it means that I get to know my local landscape really well. And I know, you know, which plant is where, and I'm kind of, you know, nurturing that area because I want it to, to, to thrive and, and to, you know, to kind of keep on going. It's because there's a one spot where me and Leanne and another friend Lily go and collect, collect mugwort, and we're all just like really protective of this one spot, this one little strip, <laughs> and it's so it kind of, you know, it. it it's a tool for yeah, creating that connection. For me personally, that's 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 a way
0: to do that. So, wow! Um, Amazing. So, <laughs> shall I talk a little bit about my connection to nature? So, I mean, I'm not very professional in the way that Kerry and Sarah are, um, but my thing as a um, uh, my interest in well-being through breathing and things like that is that the way what i sometimes do is or often do is i will sit in the trees and i'll have a metronome which is set at 60 beats per minute um at a, a rate of six, time signature of 6 8 and i play the metronome and what that does is that beep keeps my brain at Resonating at 7.83 hertz, which is the same resonance as the earth, and so I breathe at this rate of um, it's five breaths per minute, so it's quite slow. Um, and it's incredible how it makes you feel because your whole body is suddenly in coherence, and um, everything in your body is working the best it can, there's no way you can feel anything but good so even if you were really anxious um and so that's what i do for about 15 minutes and uh, and i sit in a little clearing in the garden sometimes or sometimes i'll do it um out in the woods but obviously it depends on where i am but that really helps and obviously i walk as well and i particularly like walking in woods and near um rivers because of the kind of sound of the river, but I'll just play you the metronome, because it's actually quite an annoying sound. Um, and um, I i am just trying to set it up so it's not super loud. Um, and I just sit there and I just breathe coherently um, in any of these places. I mean, when you see, I have the thing in my pocket, so it's not too loud, but it basically sounds like this. So it's when the beat changes, I you kind of inhale and exhale. Um, and so that's what I do. Um, and I'll just switch it off. Um, yeah, and it's amazing. So that's what I do. And obviously I uh, like swimming in the water, although I don't like it when it's too cold. Um, and that's kind of me. So, Leanne, mm. over to you. Uh,
2: so my experience in nature, well, like... Sarah my sister said we grew up um on the outskirts of London on literally on the green belt around the M25 so when people you know you hear people say go and play on the M25 we literally could almost if we jumped the fence it was just at the end of our road was a tiny bit of land and then and then the M25 so although we were um kind of you know in quite a built up area there was i don't know I think we had loads like Sarah said we had loads of time as a family going to wales and spending time in nature and um lots of time playing in this field which was almost the am 25 but it was like a magical space it's full of wild horses well they weren't they were kept horses but they were wild as in their nature they regularly got run over by them and um yeah we'd build little dens and go and play and just have lots of happy memories of just being able to go out for hours and play at the you know in a field which i feel really sad that kids nowadays don't really get to do so much because of the fear of letting children out i don't think this much they um can just you know say bye mum, at six o'clock in the morning come back at six o'clock at night and just have had a magical adventures but so i'm glad that a mag- magical adventures next to the m25 that's probably all, probably all built well, up no, by that, now. that's that patch of land is still there it has to they have to put it's protected land so oh yeah great. um and then i suppose yeah the same as you know Kerry was saying off to university I went to university in London I didn't ever really think about nature it was something I I craved leaving the city quite a lot um I didn't have the experience like Sarah did of feeling connected nature but I don't I didn't really look for it there I would kind of leave to go off to um sort of east England or to Wales or different places occasionally but then I think my real nature connection came in when I had kids of my own so my early 20s and it was then seeing the world through their eyes that really helped me connect to nature and just fall in love with it and just started to see the benefits it had on my physical and mental well-being and um, yeah and then since then it's just been a, a long sort of love affair with that and I've done you know courses in outdoor education and nature mindfulness and lots of things really for my either my own learning or to kind of work with others, although I don't do a lot of that. It's something that, you know, kind of learnt skills. Um, and then obviously being with Sarah, my lovely sister, and she is a wealth of knowledge on growing and foraging, and I've picked up bits and pieces. I've done a little bit of growing, and um, it's that I find amazing because it really makes you feel so appreciative of how much goes into just growing a vegetable and i think it's so easy just to walk into a supermarket and pick something up and just take it for granted that it's always there not really thinking about the hours that have gone into create creating something um and the same you know foraging it that i've loved that connection because it makes you feel like there's this magic in the universe where there's all this free food and you know just bountiful gifts from the universe, just there for you. But it just takes a bit of learning. um But there's loads of, you know, there's loads of information out there. Yeah, I was going to ask, how do you know that? Well, you're not you just gonna have to learn. You have to learn from someone else or from a book. I mean, I've, yeah, that's that's what it is. It's you know, it's it's information that would have been passed down once upon a time but it's we've kind of lost that connection but when i when i feel in the flow when i have time in nature it's like my intuition increases i feel more connection my like synchronicities happen all the time and um it's like you just get into the into the universe into the connection and i think it comes from that even though it's nature the connection happens in nature but it spills out into the say necessarily the unnatural world although it isn't because it's all part of nature but it's like everything just falls into place when you have this connection with nature and i notice it when i don't spend enough time um in nature and i yeah i want to quickly go on to that really because there as much as i know how good it is to me i do feel that there are many barriers and especially for women there are many barriers to getting out in nature Um,
0: before you get before you get to the barriers can i just ask a question So when you um, were a child and you were um, building dens in your field, um, do you have the same feeling now when you go into nature? Because for me, I used to do lots of, we lived on an island um, and in the centre of the island was this, like, just woods and stuff. And we used to basically build dens all day and feel literally the day would, uh, you know, you felt amazing. And, and, I, and I guess I, I don't quite feel as I did then in nature. I mean, I guess there's more going on in one's head when one gets older. But um, I was just wondering if you felt that, that same
2: feeling. Um, sometimes. I, I suppose it's a different, depends what you're doing. If, if I can get myself into play mode, like being a child, then yeah, I'm, taking, I'm transported back. And that's what's so lovely about mm. when you can get out with children is that you kind of go to doing stuff with them, and obviously, you can get into it yourself. But it's it, when, ch- when you've got other children, when you've got your children, or you're looking after children around you, then you can get into that childlike wonder when you're with them.
3: Mm. And mm. as you say, I think that you know, children are so present, and that's a massive thing, it, it's quite difficult for us to get out of our. Chatting mind, um, mm. but if you can try and do that through yeah. whichever is the best method for you, you know. I mean, that's part of I think yeah. a tool for nature connection is is just being present, and again, that being present mm. helps the feeling connected, and so
0: mm. yeah, and slowing down because you know when I walk with. I haven't seen him for ages, but my three-year-old nephew, he's three now. And when you go on a walk, everything is so slow, isn't it? Because they stop and wonder at everything. And I didn't appreciate that when my own children were young, I don't think. I used to kind of hurry them along too much. I was probably too young to appreciate it then. Which happens
3: when you forage. um, Pete always gets really annoyed with me because, well, not so much now that Frida walks really slowly, because I'm basically going at the same pace she does, kind of looking and inspecting, kind of like a hedge. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah, it's
2: It's
0: like a meditation.
2: Yeah. What about you, Kerry? Amazing. I know you're good at getting out and playing in nature. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it's... Yeah, I mean, I think foraging is a beautiful one, particularly for women. I mean, it's so, it you know, it was our role, it's what we're evolved to do. So I think foraging is such a beautiful, is a beautiful way in. But it's kind of, for me, it's that curiosity, I think, is my way in to mm-hmm. that childlike state. It's that, like, setting setting all the, almost the intention or the kind of way of being said, so like, right, I'm going to just go out and be curious. And I'm just going to slow down, like you say, Sarah. I mean, slowing down literally communicates safety to your nervous system. Like, so if you go slowly, more slowly, you feel more safe. If you pay attention, so if you open your senses, so like, so what can I see around being in the soft vision that Sarah was talking about rather than really focused? And what can I hear around me? What can I smell? Like, turning your senses on so that you've, you're you more aware of where you are, which also helps mm. you feel safer and more connected. And then just, just being curious. I find if I take the time and notice the details, like, Sarah, you said that as well, just, like, today when I was out on my walk and I was just looking, we've got amazing lichen down here on Dartmoor and, like, on the trees. And I was just stopped and looked at this lichen and it's just got the most amazing colours and shapes and it's it is the the details that do often get me as well it's like when you actually stop and look at small things or there's like this amazing patch of cushion of moss that grows on top of one of the fence posts that I've kind of discovered and every time I go past it now I have to kind of get my face down at like the same level of it because it's got all of these beautiful little fruiting bodies coming out and it's like this amazing little feathery forest and it's yeah so it's just that curiosity and then exploring it you know what does it feel like what does it smell like and what does it sound like when i rub it what you know, if you know that it's edible what does it taste like and and just Mm. just taking that time to be curious and build connection to things Mm. you know and and you can do that with anything you know that's the beautiful thing it's like it doesn't matter where you are you can do it with your house plants you know you can do it with the dandelion that grows out of the crack in the pavement nature's everywhere in some ways nature's more in cities than it is out in rural areas now like the you know, there's more birds and animals in all of the li- gardens and all of the little green spaces in the cities than there are in a lot of the big plowed fields so actually when you start paying attention and being curious you find that it's everywhere and mm. and it really and it's there in yourself yeah. you know so yeah. it's although and it can yeah. be harder to connect to it in yourself without the other than human nature to connect to i find that that's <laughs> really helps me and one of the things that i wanted that i wanted to mention that i love doing at this time of year is it's the tree buds are coming out um and it's such a beautiful They're so beautiful. It's only a couple of years ago that I really started looking at tree buds and like there's the like lime buds are like bright red and the older buds are violet and like just noticing them. And you can go and because there's no flowers around particular, there are a few spring flowers down here, but you can go out and take some scissors or secateurs and just respectfully and gratefully uh, harvest like a, a branch from a few different trees with some buds and put them in a vase in your house with some water and then the warmth in your house will cause them to kind of unfurl faster than the outside ones and so you can watch these beautiful buds turning into leaves and it's for me, I love that as a practice Mm, at this time of year
3: Mm, um, I can hear my my voice coming back to me (laughs) hello? okay, great (laughs) yeah there we are there a second is it is a um a beautiful kind of in bulk tradition that another um willow is a beautiful one to do that with because it kind of unfurls these beautiful Mm. like furry um buds or cherry is another one because they actually flower um on the Mm. on the branches Mm. which is really lovely to have have in your house reminding you of the of wow. nature coming, I mean not spring coming to life, everything wakening as spring spring comes in.
1: And it's a beautiful way to get to know things as well, because it could be if you're not super familiar with trees, then particularly when they haven't got any leaves on them, it could be hard to know who they are. But if you take a take a a little branch and put it in some water and watch it, you will see you can notice what the buds are when they're closed and you can see what the leaves are that come out, and then you might be able to identify the tree, and you've built that kind of connection to that tree more even. So you can you don't need to know which trees which to be able to go and have a go and learn them. I think for me that's a quite an important thing is I don't have to know who the things are to yeah. be able to connect to them. Like I think there's a particularly in western society we're so into naming stuff (laughs) knowing what it is and looking up in the field guide and knowing all the kind of scientific details and in my experience that that can really inspire my connection to something but it's totally not necessary for me to be able to be in connection with something I can just go and be curious and look at it and be there with it and open my senses and that's that's Mm. more connecting for me than reading something in a book about it, because I can almost disconnect myself by thinking, ah, oh, what kind of thing are you? I'm going to classify you by looking you in a book, and I find that I can put a bit of a barrier between me and the thing by by always wanting to name it and put it in a book. And, yeah. I, and I think there's real value, particularly if you're foraging, it's really useful to know what, you <laughs> what the plants are yeah. before you try and eat them. Quite yeah. wise. Um... <laughs> yeah. Let's just
0: say, for people that want to go out foraging, please do find someone who really knows what they're doing. Yeah. Just making sure that you're a very good percent
3: sure that you know exactly what it is before you choose to eat it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah
1: because blogs as well.
0: I've got a foraging story. My mum years ago was given a whole load of mushrooms by um by somebody and she was really excited about this cooked them all up and made herself seriously seriously ill she had like terrible problems with her heart and it was awful she was really ill and i don't know what it was she ate but Mm, it put her off mushrooms for life to be very careful yes um but leanne um just before we uh wrap this up um I know you really wanted to talk about the difficulties for women, uh, you know, things that are stopping them yeah, getting well, out in nature. Just, so yeah, uh, could you just, talk to us um, about
2: that? Well, I suppose my, my own experience can be things like um, the weather. I often think, oh, it's horrible and wet out there, or it's winter and it's dark and it's cold. Um, that's my past anyway, I used to be. And I think just go out anyway you will feel better after doing it and um you know start a group so we did before COVID times we had a evening walking group that we you know throughout the winter we'd meet up on the full moon and go for a full moon we'd walk <clears throat> about what the weather was but just to get us still out in the dark and actually you learn loads more about nature the other side of it when you're out in the dark and it's really amazing so I definitely <coughs> would recommend doing that um and just, you know, you've just got to make time. I think a lot of women are really busy. You know, women in, in general tend to take on, you know, they have their working life and then they have their caring life. And um, whether that's for kids or for just other people around you. And that can end up with, you know, the barrier of time. But it's just making, you know, thinking about the importance, not just feeling connected to nature. There's so many health benefits. Um, you know, physically it decreases your blood pressure, um, it's meant to improve your memory, um, reduce inflammation, um, you know, boost your immune system. There's like loads and loads of benefits, scientific research out there you can go and have a look at, and just you know, for your mental well-being as well. Just allowing your time, allowing time for yourself to be more open and, um, you know, focused and grounding and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think.
0: Can I just yeah. ask you a little, a little bit of a question about um, about that? So, tree yeah. hugging, which I quite like, but what what are the benefits of tree hugging? Does anybody know? I mean, it's, I don't really know. It's I connecting like with that. nature again, so, isn't it?
2: But it, it's all. I suppose it's the more. I would say it's about an on a, on an energetic level. I feel it when I hug a tree, but it's just having that connection. And it hugging trees was like my savior during the first lockdown because I had. Um, I didn't have a partner and I was, you know, with, um, uh, although I had lots of family around, it was nice to be able to go and have, hug something and feel that connection when you couldn't be, when I couldn't be touching people. Mm. (laughs)
1: Mm. I think it's got that rootedness as well. I mean, trees are such an incredible grounding and kind of through difficult times. I think they're amazing companions because they're so good you know that kind of metaphor of like they're really deep rooted into the earth but yet you can sway in the wind so you know you can you can take any storm because you're so deeply rooted and being able to just go and be quietly with a tree or give it a hug you know and and then there is lots of science so, you know all of the oh, yeah. um, the forest bathing like all of the aerosols and chemicals that trees release are you know literally increase our well-being there's there's loads of science around shin yoku forest bathing so and also the um to do the science the bit
3: microbiome um, how much research is going into the microbiome and that gar- gardeners or or people that are kind of out in nature and uh kind of getting i guess dirtier like less less moving away from this kind of hyper clean cleanly kind of society that have more diverse microbiome so if you're hugging a tree, you're kind of getting all of that bacteria and fungus all over your body and face and which can only be good for your body. You know that when we put our hands in soil, we release serotonin. So we've kind of evolved to release our happy hormones when we're out sticking our hands in soil and, you yeah. know, connect- or our feet. physically physically.
0: Is that with gardening gloves as well? Bare
3: hands, do you to do I'm that afraid. Hands? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and the same, same goes when you put your feet in mud as okay. well. So you still get the same yeah. hormones?
0: Or how about rolling around in the mud? Who did that <laughs>
2: recently? Oh, let's not talk um, about that. <laughs> I just want to go back to another barrier that, quickly, that a lot of women I've spoken to is the, um, the one of safety. Now, I know, Kerry, you touched on ways of making yourself feel safe, but there is... Um, you know I speak to a lot of women that say oh, I couldn't go out walking on my own you know even if, whether that's in a built up area or not built up area there is lots of women have the kind of worries of being on their own out in nature and of course you can get out with friends but there is something lovely about being out in nature by yourself so um, I don't know if anybody I know Carrie, you spoke about kind of using your senses and things and slowing down to start feeling safer but if anyone else has any I mean my my thing is just feel the feeling and do it anyway there are times when I feel scared and I'm out by myself and I just kind of breathe and just carry on and do it anyway but I don't know if anyone else has any tips for that
0: (laughs) take a big dog with you no I mean I, I I mean I I um don't like going out into the woods on my own at night and I have done it before but it, yeah, it just it just gives me the creeps a bit. But um, yeah. Anyway, I yeah. I have no tips apart from I know, I have a big safety dog, for some so women is a real
3: issue. We can't get away yeah. from that. Depending where you are, like it isn't yeah. always safe. Or we still live in a world where we are more at risk than men. That's kind of the world that we live in. And I wouldn't, you know, I think wouldn't want to to say to all women just ignore that and just go and do no. it. Any, you know, we still and also still to kind of. Mm really listen to your instincts um but then sometimes that fear isn't isn't real and it's kind of having to to try and find out whether it's real threat or whether it's just something that's in our mind and it's been drummed into us through society that we as women we're not safe to be on our own in out in nature so um and I think like for me it's kind of yeah there's been times when i've been been fearful, but then also kind of the more that I go out and do it, the more I'm able to assess real where things are um kind of real danger and not real danger and so I think just like you know taking taking yourself to your limit you know to your and and then trying to push that a little bit sometimes you know kind of if just going out when you're own and walking around the park is difficult for you you know take it a little bit step back until you feel comfortable and then try and get a little bit more adventurous Um just kind of gently pushing a boundary while still kind of listening to your instincts and you know yeah I think and, and trying to be you know to stay present, to kind of use techniques of mm. Of meditation and like Kerry says like slowing down and all of those techniques to help kind of yeah Mm. that's the situation for for what's really happening
1: yeah 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 I think it's, it's it's quite a chicken and egg one as well because actually part of the reason that we feel unsafe now is that we don't get our for most of us growing up in Western society, we don't fully integrate our senses. So we're not using our sensory abilities as fully as they can be. And so we are genuinely not as aware of the world around us. So getting out into nature helps you to expand and integrate your senses, which actually makes you far more able to be aware of what's going on around you and therefore be safer and to be able to trust that instinct. So it's, you know, Sarah says it's that kind of like getting yourself slightly outside of your comfort zone into your stretch zone, and kind of just and just taking it slowly, and just and finding your own way as well, because there's just so many different ways to do this. You know, not not feeling like you have to do it. You know, any of the ways we've said, but just following your pleasure and your safety and your curiosity.
0: Um, Amazing. Find the ways that work for you. So, just to finish off, if we just go around people for their top tips, and no, unless Leanne, you were, anything else you yes, want to say, yeah. okay. So, so we'll start with
2: Leanne. Um, um, what are your tips? Find yeah, find a way to connect with nature. And if to begin with, I think everybody nowadays is quite connected to their phone, and I have found that women find you know can kind of incorporate the two taking pictures for example or videos or doing something that just starts to connect you and make you more more focused the more that you maybe take images the more that you start looking at nature and things that are um, beautiful or different that you've seen before that's one way you can start connecting or just you know finding time just to sit outdoors whether that be in your garden or anywhere else invoking the senses or sitting down looking at you know, what catches your attention with your eyes what can you hear what can you smell um you know how's it making you feel going into the body and seeing what's happening in the body um and and getting creative like I think one way I really connect with nature quickly is by collecting whether it be leaves or stones or things and making sort of mandalas or pictures or doing things whether it's on the floor outdoors or bringing it indoors and doing stuff those are the ways that i think quickly make me feel really connected other than just you know obviously doing things like going for walks and swimming yeah. and all those other things so yeah
0: brilliant and kerry a couple of top tips top tips i would say
1: kind of so opening the senses it's like super powerful way wherever you are you'd, you know you just really slowing down and just noticing what can i hear all around me really what can i hear what can i smell what tastes are there in my mouth what can i what does the air feel like on my skin what do my feet feel like on the ground you know being in soft vision like what can i see in terms of patterns and colors and really opening your senses is really powerful um and i'd say maybe another thing is just Building a strong connection to one thing or one place, you know, finding somewhere you can go back to regularly or one thing you can start with to build more of a connection can help you to kind of build that familiarity and safety and
3: and just make it playful. Um <laughs> brilliant. Um, and Sarah, I would say sow a seed. I think um for me like seeds always make me feel like a child again because they're so magical that you can they hold all the information that they need to grow into plants an acorn grows into an oak tree I mean how amazing is that so sowing seeds that you can just do you can do that anywhere in connecting to kind of nurturing that plant every time you know we grow something we connect to that plant we connect to kind of life i think so um yeah if you can can do that that's great and then yeah you don't if you don't you know have access to to kind of wild nature it, again you can just you know see what's growing out of the cracks around wherever you live your house your flat if it's Um, a dandelion or some nettles amazing like go in and sort of discover the world of nettles which are the most incredible plant you know amazing for wildlife and their nature's multivitamin super multivitamin for us you know you can sort of go on on so many levels just connecting to kind of one plant whether it's a, a dandelion or um, you know the horse chestnut tree in the park opposite near you or um yeah
0: amazing and my only top tip and this is just how to get teenagers out is that I've discovered that if you do nighttime yeah. walks with them they love it. So that would be mine. And 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 then also if you haven't happened to have a metronome is just to sit in the trees and just breathe to the metronome uh, five breaths per minute. And uh, that is really amazing Um, because it gets the brain into that super plastic state where, you know, you can really feel amazing. So thank you so much, Kerry and Sarah. Amazing. So Kerry's website is The Peace of the Wild, Dot um, wordpress.com. Thank you.
1: Say that again, <laughs> Kerry. The, the piece of the wild. Dot
0: wordpress.com. Brilliant. And Sarah can be found on Instagram at our hands in soil. And uh, we will see you again in we'll a few you, weeks. Yeah, Sarah, thank bye. you very much, bye. everybody. Bye. If you like this episode, please do subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at women's underscore debate, Instagram, women's mass debate all one word, Facebook women apostrophe S separate word mass, separate word debate.